I am unashamed. What about you? Yeah. Right after Matt Dillon. It's the Warm Springs. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw your buddy. That old boy, he's the one that's, he was the big guy. Is dog. it a pretty good show? Oh, yeah. They're trapping. Yeah. Going to shoot, shooting elk, moose, the more guys who did, they, they, they pulled in out there. Some of them learned how to fly an airplane. They just, they land. And I mean, it is rough. Yeah, somebody. My that, hat's off to them. I didn't know they had any left like some, that. Somebody that watches, is it Mountain Men or Mountain Men? Mountain Men. Somebody that watches Mountain Men said one of their stars, I've never seen this, one of, I guess one of their stars of it. He said, I would pay anything to get that person and your dad to just sit down and have a conversation and yep. somebody record it. So yep. I don't he was somebody that was from Florida, maybe originally. I don't yep. know who the guy was, but that's a wish list for one of our listeners, so that you sent yep. to. When you said mountain man, I, I <laughs> it reminded me, Jay's we were going to so yeah, now the kids, you know, they got the the cars now, you got the TVs or the screens that drop down so they can watch a movie in the car, which is really great when you have a, yeah, a lot of it's a little cheesy. No. No, no surely on TV. not. Oh. Cheesiness on TV. Oh, yeah. So BK's watching a movie. They're watching a movie back there, and she says, Pap, Mountain Man is on this movie I'm watching. Hmm. I said, Mountain Man? Our Mountain Man? She says, yeah. And I said, well, what, what is it? What kind of movie? She said, well, it's a Christmas movie, and he's playing Santa Claus on the movie. And she showed me the cover. Dean Kane was in it. I mean, it was some pretty, you know, it was actually. But it wasn't action. actually Mountain Man. No, it was him. It was Mountain Man. Mountain Man was in a movie. He's in a, he was in a movie that was filmed in Utah, a Christmas movie. And she said, I said, well, what do you say? She said, well, he's only in just one scene. And I said, well, what do you say? And she said, what do you say in, the, in his line? She said, he said, well, if it looks like a duck and it, and it walks like a duck, then it's probably a gold digger. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But I thought I laughed. I thought I have to go look watch. Yeah, I, I need to. I'll set to send you a picture of the oh, the DVD. Mountain but man. I thought Mountain Man, you know, you old Mountain Dog, mm. he'll just show I mean, up. They're as, running around and ten below, fifteen below. <laughs> That's all the time. It's always <laughs> down there below zero. Or I, I'm gonna tell that guy that you. Y'all got a fan, and my dad, he likes it. He likes so, and show. Warm Springs is the one that produces yeah. that show? Huh. But, you I know, Warm Springs is shucking pretty good cast to them, but they're on, on mountain, on, on being a mountain, but they're, they're playing it like we got to get these furs because we're going to starve this winter, and we better get our winter meat <laughs> are you up. Saying, are you saying that reality TV may not be fully based on reality? Is that is that's, that the implication? I, that's, you you got to remember, and, and somebody's <laughs> running around with them filming. So they're in the middle of nowhere. they got to walk back 25 miles. It's always like they the— They show them, you know, but they're know, filming and walking It was always like, the, what's miles. the one? I've never seen it, but Naked and Alone or something. Yeah. Where somebody's supposedly turned loose. Of course, you got a camera crew— <laughs> You know, so I'm like, yeah, but they're always acting like, oh, I'm going to die out here. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't get the, somebody I mean, could really run for they help. Catch, you know? They trap wolves or, or shoot them. And they, they got some pretty good teams just hunting, you know, because you walking around out in there up in Montana, the ones that some's in Alaska, but that, that way up there in Montana, you know, you come up over a little ridge, and, you know, there's a there's an elk 40 yards down there. They, 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 they boom. I mean, they, 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 they actually show the shot. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. They, they show the shot and tracking him down with the blood and getting up there. I'm kind of surprised. And they skin him out right there on the ground. I want to watch this show. Yeah, oh, but Dad, you'll be glad to know. I saw that uh, somebody in, in Washington D.C. Maybe it was the mayor, some person in that is in government in the city of Washington D.C. Because they're being overrun with deer, mm-hmm. so now their big idea is to they're going to start releasing wool, getting wolves and putting them all around Washington D.C. That's the that's the idea to to deal with the deer problem. Huh. <laughs> Oh, them yeah, wolves, think... <laughs> they're a bone to be chewed about where these boys are. I mean, these people, you know, I saw so many people on Twitter. like, I mean, well, don't Montana, just start hunting them. <laughs> Montana Game and Fish, they've given them, the, they can shoot them, trap them, but they got just a limit on them, you know. They brought them back. They went up in Canada, and they, there was a few left up in there, and they went up and brought them back down here. And their 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 population is just zooming. Oh yeah. But did you talk about the killing machine? Oh yeah. I mean, they just keep running up on them remains, and I mean, they they things are dragging. They've got to be terrible on livestock and all that. Oh, I mean, that's that a terrible idea. Yeah, bad. So where are we at today? We are in Second uh, Corinthians chapter five. I think we got through four yesterday, didn't we? Or at least right up to the last part of it. Well, it actually wouldn't be yesterday in the real world. Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, we recorded yesterday. The last podcast, yeah. let's put it that way. We were uh, we got down to that last section. But I love this. It actually, it kind of keeps going in Chapter 5, this, this concept that he started at, at 4, is the idea that all this, because he's been talking about glory, but he was talking about how the glory in us is not by our ability to be able to do it, but mm-hmm. it's only by God's ability. But that's what makes well, it so Well, he also great. says that in one, that we have an eternal house not built by human hands. That's why I was wondering when you were talking about these mountain men, what what kind of shelter do they have? Well, they make their own shelter. What you just read there, your, your, your dwelling that you're seated in, right, right there, right there. Two times in, in, the, in the Bible, it's mentioned... The other time, and it reads just exactly like Second Peter, chapter one. Uh, I mean, start, I'm kind of lost here. I'm not sure what what. Well, that's why I'm you. You okay. read, read them both. Well, uh, I wanted to read this. Second Peter one, and uh, uh, starting about verse twelve or thirteen. Well, and and it says the same thing Second Corinthians five says and just look well, at both right, of them. I'll hold my finger. So let's uh Second Corinthians five says now we know that if the earthly tent we live in we live in that sounds like is body. destroyed. Well, maybe he was saying the earth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, it does say we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands, but. I, I feel like that's just the extension of what's to come. Meanwhile, I mean, we well, I could see how that we grow. Well, this is to me the Romans eight issue, right? It's kind which of, I am on an island. People disagree with me because they say that's all about a renovated earth. Which I guess that's what he's saying here. I think this is the a renovated, Maybe that is. a renovated group of individuals. That's what I say. Right here. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Yeah, but I say that's what Romans eight is talking about. Did you about. ever ask McGuigan about that's right. that? He, he said, "Oh, I think you're onto something." <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, he he just he, he, you know because I he kind of went 
with what most people well, say about the renovation. Just read it all. And well, it I'm re- trying to set this up for the viewer that there's a debate out there about the renovation of the earth or the renovation of the body. Or some people just believe, I mean, this is one area that if you go to the internet and say life after death options, you got nothing outside of Jesus. That's you got, right. you, I mean, you got nothing. If you do that, what you're going to find is all the different ways that your body can be buried. That's as far as they go. Hmm. I mean, even they admit, because I've done it many times, because it, you know, I find it not humorous because it's a morbid subject, but it's like <laughs> they got nothing. They're like, there's no scientific data of any sort that of course not. has it. Well, but they admit it. I mean, yeah. I figured they'd make something up. Nope. <laughs> so it's all about how you're buried. You know, they got all these because now they're all concerned about the environment because they're like, when you add up all the wood, all the concrete, and all you know that that's taken for a coffin. They're like it's destroying the environment. So now they're looking for ways to. Which actually, for the go. first time, I'm in agreement with the environmentalists. Yeah. I've been saying for years, forget all that. Just put me in a tow sack. I mean, and throw them in the thing. Ashes to ashes. You need dust to, to dust. you need to be buried. I, I'm I think with they them call it Tibetan burial. Have you ever seen that? Uh-huh. They well, you got the uh, Viking burial, which is they put you on a little yeah, wooden it, boat. And they and light send you, on you out, light you on fire. Well, the Tibetan is they put you on a like a mountaintop or a cliff, and they let the vultures eat you. Ooh, I wouldn't put them in a boat and <laughs> no, push them out. Thing. It's it's uh, it's it's take that you you're you're destroying a handy piece of equipment, a boat. So I wouldn't put somebody well, there and push him out. No, no, just think like <laughs> he's a gone, wooden. but I'm not going to lose well, my boat not, of it. It's well, not a boat. No, they you would go use. through a process. They build the boat. So, so it's like when I say boat, not, it'd be think, like a pillow. Uh, kind of like no, a, just think like a sheet of plywood that you're just well, resting okay. on. It's, oh, I yeah, got you know what I mean? It's, With, it's a burning boat. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. But they I, were people of the water, and, you know, so that makes sense. Well, and if you look up on the internet, the biggest thing you're going to find where the world is obsessed is these near-death experiences because then you get right. into the tunnel and the so like even there's a lot of doctors out there who have who have become believers over their experiences with some of their patients. Yeah, I mean it, it at least opened their eyes. Right. To and I've never discounted any of that stuff because, like you know, you hear common a lot of times. Sometimes people say they could they felt like they were outside their body. They could tell what was in the room, and you know, then they were back. But I mean, we do have a soul and spirit that leaves. So I've never thought that was beyond the realm of possibility that in that transition, you know, you you don't have eyes, but maybe you have an awareness. I don't know. I mean, uh, but you definitely have an awareness. Um, we lost. But, I mean, did, did this text on Second Corinthians five? makes it crystal clear that Uh, you are alive without your temporary tent right right here, what we're in. You step over on the other side, and this wears out, destroyed, whatever happens to it. But returns to the earth. Returns to the earth. You are alive. You are aware, and you are uh, 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 looking at the whole thing, and it's very preferable 
to be in where we are in our tents right now. It's preferable to get on the other side. Right. One, you know you made it. That's the that's a big one. Everybody's got to give an account. Well, you're you're past that. You you've passed the test. So you're in you're in your you're not in your tent. Nope. But it will be recovered because and reunited because we know that from First Corinthians fifteen, right? First Corinthians it fifteen. It is sown in you know dishonor. It yeah. is raised in glory. Yeah. So All right. It but is your body. See, then people say, well, because one of your options is create. I mean, uh, cremation. Yep. Of course, now they have water. Wouldn't make any difference at all. Now they have water cremation. It makes no difference you, at all. Water cremation. Oh yeah, they you that's some solution they put on you. Yeah. And, or just uh, like a. You just you literally dissolve. Oh, like an acid. Or yeah. Something. And then it just just pour it down the pour it down the commode and you're back going again, <laughs> which seems horrible. To Physical people. death. But you can't try to fix the environment. So that that's where all this stuff is oh, coming from because yeah. they're like, I mean, we're. We're running out of room, and we're running out of stuff. Yeah. We're sticking all this stuff in the ground. Every time there's a flood down here, they all float off anyway. And, 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 and looking at your physical death, it's a bummer in that you're like, oh, I don't like, I don't like this interim. I don't like this we thing yeah. <laughs> where my body's in the ground right. and, and or whatever they cremated, so many, yeah. and I'm out here away from it. I mean, I, we hang, groan hang on, hang on, because we long to be clothed with our heavenly dweller. We're, we're wanting the we want the resurrected body now. Yeah. We, well, we have to wait till Jesus shows up. So, and, and you don't know how long that's going to be. It's that period. That's like Romans eight. Same thing. Let's take a break. So here's something I bet you two didn't know: the uh, Biden infrastructure bill. There was a uh, in there. It looks like every car will soon be required to have a spy chip installed, which could include a remote kill switch. So somebody will have the power. That seems crazy. To kill your car. Yeah, uh, we don't want that. That's why, though, that we have one of our sponsors, which is a great company called ExpressVPN, that protects our networks from somebody doing just what the government is trying to do. So uh, your internet provider, Verizon, Spectrum, whoever, they can keep logs on all of your internet activity, and they usually sell that, and there's a lot of terrible things that can happen. So you want to be able to use ExpressVPN to shield your internet. And uh, the government may be trying to kill your car, but these guys will actually protect you. So get started by doing this. Go to expressvpn.com slash unashamed. You're going to get three extra months free just for being a listener on our podcast. ExpressVPN.com slash unashamed and protect your network. So let me read this. Meanwhile, verse two, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. I'm with Phil. I would think that would be our new body. Yep. Because when we're clothed, we will not be found naked. Not real sure what that means, but well, I think if you don't have your body, well, you're unsealable. It's un, it's incomplete. I think yeah. would be the yeah. would be the because it's like if you don't have any clothes on, you'd be naked, which would but, be incomplete. You wouldn't just walk out of your house but okay. naked. That's I'll, right. I'll, I'll go with that. Yep. For while we're in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed. That's what. I was referring to. Yeah. We don't like physical death because it uncloses. Yeah. It, it's a bummer. All right. Wow. With our and, and we're not exactly sure what we're going to look That's like right. and be. So, right. so, it's, very, so it's, a, it's a scary thing. It's a bummer. With our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal 
may be swallowed up by life. And now that's now the that, same terminology used in 15. First well, he says we won't same all. Same terminology as fi- We first, won't first, all sleep, but we will be changed. And then first he goes Corinthians into 15. Yep. Immortality from mortality and imperishable from perishable. You remember that? Yeah. 15. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose. Now, he, he I, I, I do that think that's a very yeah, profound that's, that's statement. Profound. Because there's a lot of things happening. I mean, he he made this is he wanted a forever family. That's usually where I go. And what is it? What's mind. the verse in Peter where he says God doesn't want anyone to perish? But I, I'm, I'm after it right now. <laughs> All right. For, well, let me finish yep, for this purpose. That's a great text. And has right. given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is coming. You got to remember the Romans eight eleven comes into the into play there. Well, it and that's says, Ephesians one says that. There's several verses that say but, the Spirit is a deposit. But Romans eight eleven says it's the same Spirit that that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Right. It will also give life to your mortal body. It's a really profound. But think about why, because the eternal God, the part of him is now living in you. So it it is. Exactly. I mean, it is come back from the dead. You got to have some eternal source. That's exactly right. And it's already there in you ready. to. What he's saying here, get right down to it. It's better to die. It's better to die. You, you know you made it. You're there. Yeah. You're very conscious because we would prefer, we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So how would you accomplish this if you weren't cognizant of what's going on? So we make it our goal to please God. This is in the body or out of it. Whether, nine. whether we're at home in the body, that's, that's you make your goal to please him. That's what we're doing right now sitting at this table. Or away from it. If we pass on, if 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 Al, you get a car wreck and you're gone tomorrow, driving over to wherever you're going, you say, <laughs> "What do we?" We well, said, well, "Good night, Al." Al, I am is, on the road. Is, Al is gone, and and we're like, "No, no, nope. he's not gone. No, he's yeah. he's on he's on the other side. Transition. He's transition part. He he's he's sitting there looking down. He's good out there at that table, and you know, hey." It's pretty cool. Well, I'm not and, sure. And the hardest thing, Dad, the hardest thing. See. The yeah. hardest thing. Well, I don't know what the awareness is, but yeah. the hardest thing for people, and we just had a sister respond, and I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. And she was like, her grandmother died, and she was just like really struggling. She kind of, it made her mad at guys. Like it was too early, you know, she was having a hard time. And I told her, I said, you got to understand, nobody that crosses over that's a believer that has run the race would ever want to come back. I mean, the only person you read about in the Bible that wanted to come back was a guy that lived was terrible and wanted to try to come back and fix his mess. Remember the That's parable? a good point. I mean, nobody else would want to come back. No. You've run the race. You made it. You've won the prize. You're waiting on the resurrection. Now, Peter says it this way. When you come to obey the gospel, now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth, word of truth, gospel, gospel, Jesus died with being raised, so that you have sincere love for your brothers— Love one another deeply from the heart. For you've been born again, and which is a strong text for being baptized, for uh, you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So you say, man, 
once you come to a knowledge of the truth, that Holy Spirit that's given you, that makes it possible for you to know you're in a you're in a state without your body, but you're alive because of that imperishable seed right there. Imperishable. You say that there never never dies. That's why whoever believes in me will never die. See right. what I'm saying? Yep. So it's a wonderful thing. I was going to read John 5. <laughs> Lou Jays. That's what I just turned well, to. <laughs> well, you said that about crossover, which I always thought most of the time when you hear somebody say, that dude's got a killer crossover. What are they talking about? Yeah, it's a basketball. You know, I was watching that uh, championship game last night. But, yeah, he's a dribble on a ball. But, actually, the crossover came up about 2,000 years ago. <clears throat> and uh, I'm trying to wonder – I'm trying to see where I should start here. But I, I guess I'll just start 24. <clears throat> he said, i tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word – and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Hmm. I like that phrase. Me too. I like oh. that phrase. So it's like it's the opposite of a killer crossover. It's like a liver <laughs> crossover. But that's what, <laughs> Paul, that's really. what Paul is saying you to the Corinthians. You got to remember, these people were struggling with the resurrection. It would be an imperishable yeah, He's clearing liver. it up for him, 1 Corinthians 15 and this. He's making yeah. sure they get it. <coughs> I was right. making a joke there. He, I tell you the truth, the time is coming, has now come, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Now that's people who are walking around, but spiritually they're dead because they don't they haven't believed. That's what he's talking about in that verse. Keep going. I thought these were dead people. Not yet. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and he's given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this. The time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice. Now he's now he's switched over. Now he's saying they're dead. Maybe. I think that's what he got. I mean, how are they going to hear otherwise? But Go ahead. Well, but what I'm saying is I don't know, but... Somebody's going to wake up your spirit. I think he meant when he said the crossover was those that believe in this life in eternity, and they say, oh, I'm there. And Peter worded it, those who have received the Spirit of God. Right. Because go back to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, God has made us, given us a deposit, Mm. guaranteeing what's to come. Without the Spirit, without the deposit given to you when you're born again, is what Peter said. You you can receive imperishable seed. It's not visible. It's it's but but it's in you. Without that, you're, you're toast. And it's the only way you can see the unseen. That's the only way you can see the By unseen. Having the spirit of God. That in is right. Exactly I mean, it's probably you're probably right. I guess. I I just think because he says, from, "Don't be amazed at this." In other words, you think that's something, and then he I know, says, "The name." But he is an eternal being. And he could have been speaking future. You're right. I mean, he, he. Well, I keep going back to that Ephesians two, that where it says. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. We're, we're reaching the same conclusion. Correct. But that Ephesians two, when he says, he seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Right. Well, people are like, well, I don't. I don't feel like I'm in the heavenly <laughs> realms right, right now. But from his perspective, but you really are. You I are. Mean, if he's representing us there. Right. 
and we have the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God is not bound to this earth. It, no. it, it does not bound by space and that time. That is correct. So it's like... And by the way, that's the reason he left. Because if you think about it, there, there had to be a big reason why he left and went back and didn't just stay here. Yeah. I mean, he could have just stayed on as glorified Jesus, yep. but he didn't. Exactly. He left and went back because we needed a representative in heaven. Therefore, as he is there, we are there with him. That's yep. the concept. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he could have done something else maybe, but I think it gives us purpose to be here. Right. And, you know, for now. Why, why are we here? Yeah. Why don't he just come get us? See, well, we're away from him as we speak. He understands that. But we try to please him. We, we, we're not there yet. When we die, there you are, you are there. So whether you're at home in the body or away from it, Paul said, you, you try to please him. <laughs> I mean, you're alive well, right. on both sides. I think it all comes back down to this wilderness desert type thing. I think the why we're life here is it's, it's a reenactment of people going through a difficult time slash wilderness desert uh, i think you're onto it let's take let's take a break i think you're exactly right and the amazing thing about it was every and you said this is how you explain it and you're right guys everything that led up to jesus coming was believing he would come then he was here for not very long and it was about mm-hmm. believing he was who he said he was yep. and most didn't and then ever since he left, it's about believing he was really here. That's right. <laughs> but it's That's a very right. profound. It's, yeah. It all has to come down to faith, and each person exactly. has to has to believe it. That's why when I said, hey, if you if we can agree on Jesus, we'll work the rest of stuff out later. But the religious world, they're like, oh, no, no. There's, there's a lot of weighty matters out there. Uh-oh. I'm like, no. <laughs> you better get that right. I get that right. Before we can proceed. That is correct. Now, anything else, right. that will be a case-by-case basis. But I'm not worried about that because if you miss Jesus as the point, and ultimately, I mean, that's a profound verse in 2 Corinthians 5 when he said, God made us for this very purpose, right. to come out of the ground to be made imperishable. I mean, he made us, that was his purpose all along. He wanted us to be resurrected. Right. So when you do a search on the internet, that should be the number one thing. When people yeah. say, what are my options for life after death? Don't give me the top 14 ways to cremate my body. Whoever uh, lives. Which is what I'm saying is that's what the world offers. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. They will never die. That's what it says. They're looking around like, wait a minute. I mean, I got physical death. He said, no, you misunderstand. You're going to be alive with me without your tent. You'll be alive. You're not in the tent anymore. Granted, it's a bummer. You have to wait. But I don't think the wait is like a – No. When is he coming? No, because this going to exist outside of time. That's where the sleep comes in. But I wanted to read this last paragraph. Read the rest of that because that ties into verse 10. Well, and very seldom does it – Talk about what or what about what if you don't believe? You know, what if you don't have the spirit? Well, he kind of addresses it. He does. You gotta remember this is John. I mean, this is John's rendition of Jesus' words himself on even why he was here on the planet. He said, Do not be amazed in twenty eight, for a time is coming when all who hear no when all who are in their graves will hear his voice. 
Is that with, both save and loss? That's the question you're well, asking. That, yeah. that, that, well, he's he, going to clarify. He says it. And, yep. and come out. They go, here's a voice. Come out. Those who have done good will rise to live. Eternally. And those who have done evil will rise, uh-oh, to be condemned. By myself. They're not dead either. I can do nothing. That's right. But they will die. And then he goes into this, I judge only as I hear my judgment is just, which is really mirrors what he said in 2 Corinthians 5. Yep. yep. So I think that's interesting. So you're like, well, I'll tell you this, I don't believe in the, the, scary re- part in the resurrection. Is, yeah, it's a well, once. you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why it says, that's why in Philippians, it says every knee will bow, not just the believers. Which is that's kind of amazing because he said yeah, this was God's purpose to give you imperishable seed so that you can know you have eternal life. He'll be there to help you. Love, joy, peace, patience. He'll be there after resurrection. He's going to be with you. So he made you for this very purpose. You've got this little interim in there where you have to go from it's the transition. These, these, these tents to, to the, the, these glorified bodies. Right. But but all of well, them say glorified bodies. I mean, you'll leave this tent. I mean, you know, there's life on the other side of death. They all, they all say that. Peter, Paul, Jesus, so, all of them. So let's just take this opportunity to see if I can get you on my side. So if you go, if you go through, oh, go, Jason, we're on your side. Well, I don't know. We're, we're with you, Jay. We're, we're, we're I need, I side. ain't got my shirt in yet. I could be wrong. But Romans eight, <laughs> Romans eight says in verse fifteen that God sent His Spirit, the same one that is a deposit guarantee in our inheritance, yep. into our hearts. And then it says, the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Well, there we are with the purpose again. We're sons and daughters. God made us for the purpose of being sons and daughters forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, if we're children, then we're heirs. <clears throat> so we're heirs of what? Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Well, what do they have? What do they have? Eternal life. They have eternal life, amongst other things. Yeah. I mean, everything. There is, yeah, Co-heir. which is now yours. Co-heirs of everything. <clears throat> if indeed we share in his sufferings, that's why we're here. We're in the desert. God, so that we can share in his in glory. His so then he goes into this. I consider that our present sufferings are By not. By the way, now up to now, there's been no creation of the cosmos, the trees, the oceans, and all that. Okay, but you're skipping ahead. Okay. Are not worth comparing <laughs> with the glory that will be revealed in us. You're right. This is talking about the resurrection, no doubt, 100%. Yep. I believe it. But now he, he did word that kind of strange where he says, our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So he's saying, "You're al- we're alive, but there's going to be, once, just like 2 Corinthians 5, once the tent, you know, decomposes or, or dies, then there's coming a day when you'll hear his voice, you'll be raised, coming back, and it's going to be glorious. So then he says... The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. That's everybody in Jesus. That's well, what that's we're where about. that verse is where everything went, took a left turn. Because yeah. people say, well, wait a minute. The creation, well, that's, that's everything that's created. And they're waiting to see who the sons of God are. Right. But a tree 
No, it's just I'm interjecting my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think a tree sitting there waiting said, "Oh, oh, he made it." Yeah, good night. There's a resurrection of I the day. I don't think a rock no. is saying, "Oh, we need to see this." I've always thought it was the ocean's <laughs> not screaming about it either. I've no. always thought it was all the beings that we don't know about yet. I it's thought, the ones in Jesus. Well, I thought well, it, they, I thought, they, thought it was that he was saying our present and our future. But then I think he's talking about those who are dead here. Gone that, before that's us. what I think. The ones that they, are gone they're before. waiting. Well, they're not really waiting. It's like what you said a while ago. They're in this waiting room without being called a waiting room. That's right. <laughs> Which is better than what we have now. Yeah. Because you said, well, we know we made it. That's why. I, but you you said it now. That's why it's hard for people because the worst thing they could ever think of, me included, is to be stuck in a waiting room. Well, look, that, that's, <laughs> why, mean, I, that's but, why I think I, it, that's, that, that's why I think it's it's remember, a problem. That's why we try not the, to die. The, the creation, <laughs> the right. creation waits, but there's a there's a term here, an eager expectation. The only that, pe- that's, look, that's, that's, the only thing that's what you don't, you don't you don't want to rem- forget that. Right. But you don't but Phil, the only thing that I know of that has eager expectations are people. I just don't think you can put the planet in this context or I would add, I would add no. beings, I, you know, beings who can think and see. Well, right. Angels. Now, our teacher William H. Smith, he was a. This was all yeah, he was a, the, cre- the trees th- were waiting. The water was well, waiting. We yeah. had, look, I had a debate, a debate with him one time about this, and he's like, "Well, you can't, you can't assume that verse." He said they're in apposition to each other, and I was like, "They're in what?" So I looked that up. <laughs> but he's like, "Let's take a breath." <laughs> his point was because I thought he meant opposition but he said no opposition he's saying well the sons of God are not waiting for the sons of God that's an opposition moment which means you don't wait for sure yourself sure they're waiting the ones that have died before us they, they wait well that's what I was interjecting right. but he's like well no that the grammar here was not making sense they know they're just waiting mm-hmm. with eager expectation because they already know the end of it well, well, they know what's going to happen in the end. It's the resurrection, like Jesus said, and they'll live, they'll get eternal life with glorified bodies. Well, right. what I should have said is I could be wrong, but I didn't. So verse 20 said, the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice. Now, I jumped to that point saying that we didn't choose to be here. Humanity. That's right. You, 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 you didn't choose to be here. That's the only thing we didn't choose. Because what they argue is that it was the curse of sin on the planet. Because the curse of, yeah. of the sin, which brings up another can of worms. I got you. Because when you go back to Noah, look, every time I hear this sermon, and I've heard it hundreds of times, and I do not agree with it, <laughs> although I love the people. Even though it's a sin-ravaged world, I'm looking at it, uh, there's still hope. He's going to bring that up the next, the next verse you read. I know, but I want to just take a small time out and read this in when because Al brings up when Adam and Eve sinned, the earth went went had some changes. The ground was cursed. There's multiple references in the first eight chapters. You go look them up. But uh and there was a curse put on when Cain killed Abel, because he made him a restless wanderer and he's like, even if you plant plant it won't come up for you right you'll be Plus a the creation uh might as well interject at hebrews one i mean it is swearing out jace 
It is. It's wearing well, out. Well, the sun's burning up. However, when you talk about cursed, I'm going to just present something. We're all, well, I'm, I'm below average thinking, but y'all are average or at least above. <laughs> So, so there's a reference it. in Genesis, because I think Al brings up a good point about this curse. There's a reference in uh, Genesis, it's an obscure verse, Genesis 5, 29. Come on to the deep water with me. So when he brought up Noah, now listen to this. They're going through this genealogy thing. In chapter five, mm-hmm. it's probably a chapter you've never. Most people just skip over. It. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's a one little phrase I want to show you that I don't think I don't believe in coincidence or accidents. He named him Noah and said he will comfort us in the labor and painful toll of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. So that was Al's mm-hmm. reference. There was a curse on the ground. Yep. Now, here's my problem with this whole idea. I'm going to fast forward. Do you think the curse was lifted at the flood? I do, and I want to read why I think that. So then the flood came. I like that. Because I think back then, here's the difference in what's going on today before I read this. I know this is a deep thought, but if you think about it and you do the research and you study this, I think it'll really make you happy. I think back then when they tilled the ground and planted, it wouldn't come up. I don't care what you do. What kind of fertilizer? It the ground was cursed. You had to go gather some berries or kill something. You know, when you planted, because why why is he saying he's gonna give us comfort? Well, actually, be careful what you wish for. He gave you comfort, all right. He wiped off the face of the planet. <laughs> but in by doing that killed everything. But somebody had gave him a vision that, oh, he's gonna stop this curse of the ground, because this is painful now now the other side of the argument will say well yeah but it was because it had thorns in it and it was hurting their hands and all but something that's cursed and yet there's another reference to the uh going back to cain and abel it says when you plant it's not coming up i mean it just flat out says because he says your blood cries out from the ground so but here's the point i want to make so in genesis 8 the it rains and everything's flooded. And then you get down to the end, and they make an altar, knowing his family, in verse 20. In 21, it says, The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart. Now, I want you to watch this phrase. Never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of, of his heart is from is evil. Is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I've done. Well, there was a two thing. We, we got the one on the not mm-hmm. destroying by the flood. That's why we see a rainbow. But what about this? I'm never cursing the ground again. So the other side of the argument, they're like, well, the, the rain was the curse. But I'm like, I'm reading this as in I'm not going to curse the ground where it won't come up. I, I've washed that clean. We've started over. I've pur- it's actually a purge because he didn't destroy the earth. He just he cleansed it. He 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 cleansed it. There so, was so, a, you could make an argument so, without without a verse, but you could make an argument. 
the the earth itself was baptized, and that's when it well, it was up. a cleansing, <laughs> which is kind of Peter's Thank point. You. He in, baptized in that the earth. I, yeah, and I Peter, really that's it. Peter's point when he mentions baptism. Thank you. In with Noah. Remember? So verse twenty-two. Yeah. Interesting. So verse Hang twenty. On, let's take a break. Verse 22 of Genesis 8, as long as the earth endures. Now, now this phrase is what I want to zero in. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Well, that's seed time and harvest. Now, if you plant seeds in the ground, it's hard. They'll come up. Yep. That that curse is over. So what I'm saying is, people, life depends on it. People go to Romans eight and they're like, "Well, no, we have to have a renovation of the earth because it's under a curse. You know that we have thorns." Well, there's a difference in having some consequences of the sin as reminders, sure. and having ground that's cursed. You, yep. you can read in Hebrews uh, six; it, it makes reference to cursed ground. It's a different analogy, but uh, it has it in there that paragraph that says. If a ground is cursed, it will not produce crop. It's not coming up. Well, we don't have that problem. If you plant out there, now, you know, we know how it is to be a farmer. It's no guarantee. But for the most part, you plant some corn, you drive by a cornfield. So every time I drive by a cornfield. Millions upon millions of acres. Now you know what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's not cursed, boys. (laughs) I'm looking at it. They planted the corn and it came up. So once you remove that argument in my mind and just say, well, what is he talking about here? In verse 21 of Romans 8, he says that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay. Well, I think it's talking about created beings who are trapped, no choice of their own, in a body that will die. No doubt. And brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. That's why Paul Which is told why, the, why the well, that's purpose. That's why, why you're there. Right. That's why Paul reminded the Corinthians, look, God made us for this very purpose. You exactly. have the spirit of God. Exactly. Your imperishable seed. All of it makes sense when you read Romans 8. Well, once you tie in that God sent all, all the verses that says when he sent the spirit into our hearts, the, the spirit that calls out Abba, Father. Well, how many times is that? That's that's referenced. Mm-hmm. Well, he, that's always mentioned when he's talking about the Spirit being as a deposit, which is then he he refers to us as children he in, mentions in every it. kind, in, in every context, but what? But this one. Then all of a sudden people say, well, no, he's not talking about that here. He's talking, this is actually the earth. No, it, it makes just as much sense to, sense to me that there is a, he's viewing this as a transition, him as an eternal being. As you as a forever family, when that spirit got inserted into your body. But we haven't revealed what that... That's why it's called a guarantee. Yeah, but we haven't revealed what that looks like to us. I have no idea what what kind of body... That's why he spent all that time in 1 Corinthians 15. So I'm eager, alive... To see this reveal, I want to see this. Me sun, too. This sun exists, eternal existence, revealed. I'll be eager when I die about that. I'm eager right now. I'm yep. curious. I'm waiting in eager expectation. The worst it could be, once you die physically and you leave this tent, the worst it can be is what I experienced when they took the uh, kidney stone out of me. You're yeah. going to feel a little warm, Mr. Robinson, but then you're going to fall asleep. And look, I'm like this, my eyes closed, 
an hour passed, my eyes opened. To me, it was like I closed them and then I opened them. And you just said, like I'm that. ready. One you second. You said, One go second. ahead with the procedure. And I said, let's go. And he said, it's over. He said, it's over. And I, I'm like, how long did that take? He said, one hour. I said, I now know about the resurrection on how long it'll last. That's one possibility. You say, well, how bad is it when you die? That's one. You you close your eyes and you open them. And, and the creation itself, the all ones that were saved, you're all looking around. You're saying, good night. A mighty throng of God's children are here. And it didn't take but one second. I died and I woke up and there it is. No time would pass. You're not sitting there saying, well, while we're that's in this tent, we, we, we're, we groan, all right. We got to go well, through this. That's why the word wait. But is, it could be worse. The word wait is used because that's the only way we can understand it. But we, when you really get outside of our constraints here yep. of humanity. Yep. If you're outside of time and space, time doesn't pass at all. That's right. So, so it's so not really it up, waiting. Jace, wrap it up in Romans so 8. So I want to read verse 22 of Romans 8. So we know, because here's the next point of issue and point of conflict, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. So the yep. people that believe this is the earth, they're like, what are you talking about the whole? It's the whole creation. But I'm like, that's everybody that's ever lived, dead or alive. I think that would work. I do too. When he said go out into the world and preach to the whole creation, who was he what was he talking about? He was talking about every person there. Well, if you say whole creation, I don't think it's a stretch to say, well, that's all the dead ones too. So then not only so, twenty three, but we ourselves. So, So when it says not only so, but we ourselves, that's why the not only so would be part of the whole creation, which are the ones that are dead. But we, the present ones, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Hold it right there. It's exactly what Peter said. You've given the Spirit an imperishable seed. That's Mm -hmm. what this says. First fruits. Right. Grown inwardly, which grown inwardly is the same thing as 2 Corinthians 5. He's saying we groan. Meanwhile, we groan. Yeah. Same word. Yeah. Inwardly, as we wait for our adoption as sons. The redemption of our bodies. So to me, when he says we're waiting for the adoption of our sons, I, I think that's the same thing he said when he said we're waiting. In verse 19, we're waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. We're waiting. They're waiting. Dead Christians, live Christians. We're waiting for this reveal. Jace, I'll, I'll just make a comment. You're mm-hmm. not near as dumb as you thought you were. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree. I was, was going to say, he had a very above average. Even, even the, the, the vaunted Jim McGregor, what did he say? Jace, uh, you, like you may be on to something. That's, that's all he said. He didn't say, but That's I agree. a lot for him. I disagree. He said, you may be on to something. Because I think the problem he has and the problem – I have, which sent me down a 20-year study on this subject, is it just seemed weird to me that you got a big Bible, lots of books, lots of history, and then all of a sudden, it's like you take a time out in Romans 8 and and address the renovation of the material universe, and you really never bring it up anywhere else. I was like, I just didn't feel comfortable with that. No. So I thought, well, what, what could this mean? 
What what are the options? What, why is this? It's so close to Second Corinthians five and Second Peter one. But here's I what mean. I noticed. Here's what I noticed. If you only had the now, I'm, I know we're getting deep today, but look, sometimes I think it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I could be wrong. But if you only read the King James version, this wouldn't even be an issue. Because it doesn't say itself and the whole, it's all about. What did Charles Darwin it, say? It, I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that point. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it only says, it says ourselves. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a person every time instead of like an it. And so uh, I think we got off in the translation when it became all of a sudden, you know, when this was translated, it seemed like a comparison to the whole creation compared to people that are created. Because you got to remember, what are the two things that Jesus said sum up the law? He's like, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's a difference in the earth being made for us and the earth and us being made for the earth. And and that's where the problem, I think, came about. Somebody from that argument in our society kind of put a little bit of a, open the window for, oh, not only are we going to be renovated, because they were thinking new heaven and new earth, but we've already gone over that before, which was just a symbolic. End word. of an era. Yeah, end, end of an era. So it, it could actually be, because in the end, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, if you're with God forever, you're good. If we're on a renovated earth or a new earth, because a new earth we already had that once in the flood. You said, well, that was a that was a new earth. It kind of was. Yeah. I mean, it's the same right. earth. It's just been renovated. Oh. Now, you say, well, I believe he's going to do it again with fire. But most times I've seen something burned up, you know. It's going to take a while for that to be <laughs> renovated. Water <laughs> dries up. But fire. It's a little different. Uh... So I remember uh, you brought up Bill Smith. We were having this, this argument. And, and look, we were having it in love very passionately. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he, boy, he was getting so upset because I can be really annoying in an argument. <laughs> no, I, I realize not that. you, Jay. And uh, hey, so hold I, that, hold that. We're 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 out of time on this side. We'll, I oh, want this you to, is going to be a really not, funny point. I want you to finish that on the on the overtime. It's Second Peter three. That's the teaser. All right, hang on. We'll we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes, and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.